Welcome back to your favorite SLP podcast, Communication Corner. We are your hosts, Hannah and Maral. Today, we'll be sharing crazy SLP insanity stories that we found through the online outlets like Reddit. You know those stories go crazy. We will be then going into a new segment called SLP Quick Tips and giving you some easy and simple tips that you can implement in your everyday practice. So let's dive in and let's talk speech therapy. So Maram, how are you? It's been a long time. Update me on what's been going on with you. Hello. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So let's see what has been going on. I feel like I'm finally like in the full swing of work. Like I'm like, I'm just like doing all the different moving parts that I've been Mm -hmm. saying like, oh, like I interviewed for this or I did this or I'm doing this. And like, they're just like all in motion now. So I'm doing like early, you guys already know this, I know, but like I'm doing early intervention for a company local to me. Um, I'm seeing kids privately local to me. Um, and then also like I'm at a hospital and I'm at a private practice and it sounds like a lot, but like, I think when I did the math, like I totaled to 15 hours a week, maybe mm. at most. Mm-hmm. And then the hospital, like right now, like I'm, I'm there more than I think I will be in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause it's like a per diem position. But I just, I feel like I'm learning so much and I feel like there's so much I don't know. And so I'm just like so excited. And then of course, like right when I was finally getting into it, I freaking got COVID. Oh my goodness. uh, It was my first time. I've avoided it for three years. I was so good. Like, I I don't know. I just, I'll tell you what happened actually. My husband got COVID Mm. and then we were like, I was sitting on the couch and he was standing behind me and... (laughs) He didn't know he had COVID, obviously, but he was saying like, oh, like, I think I'm getting sick. And mm-hmm. I try really hard not to gaslight him. <laughs> I try really hard not to be like, are you really sick or are you just a man? Like, I really, 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 with all my being, like, I mm-hmm. do my best not to be that person. Right, right, um, right. <clears throat> but that being said, he was like standing over me and I and I feel like the... <sighs> Oh, no. And I I look up at him and I'm like, is there a reason you're breathing in my face right now? And he was like, and he started laughing because obviously he hadn't realized like he was doing it. And I was like, especially if you think you're sick. And then he like, he left. And then he ended up testing positive for COVID. And I texted Hannah and I was like, oh, but I'm still negative. And the next day I I tested positive for COVID. And when I tested positive for COVID, he looks at me and I was like, oh my God, I know the moment I got it. And he was like, what? And I was like, it's you. You were breathing on me. I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, because like, first of all, that's so annoying. Like I hate when right, anyone's yeah, just yeah. like standing behind me and I can't see them or like Personal bubble. breathing on me. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, with him, like, I don't really care. But for some right, reason, right. like it was like irritating me. And I was yeah. just like, hello and then yeah I got COVID and so well welcome to the club my friend welcome to the club yeah, I don't you, like this club you, you know that do you did you watch Drake and Josh when you were a kid no I, but I've seen TikToks Dang. it's like there's a quote it's like welcome to the F club and he was like I don't want to be part of your F club sorry <laughs> so anybody who watched Drake, Drake and Josh you know what I'm talking about sorry probably butchered the to. quote though plus I didn't uh. live here no, um, it makes sense. You, you you lived in Jordan, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, okay. so that was my How week. Are your we symptoms quarantined. though? So I had like two terrible days. Like I was mm-hmm. out. I literally was like cold to the bone, mm. but still like fevers of one hundred and two, one hundred. Did you get like sore and like, and, like 
Oh my a god! Joint in pain? my hips. Okay, so dude, me too. Okay, it was no. in my hips. Same. I couldn't like. I felt like I told Ovar to massage my hips. I yeah, was like, can I you massage like, me? I was like to him. I was like, what the heck? This is so weird. Like, I know you get yeah. body soreness, but like my hips hurt. And he was. I like, couldn't sit down. I like, yeah, it was so lay down so bad. Like bending mm-hmm. over. Oh my gosh, no. So I got. I did get physical. Like what is it called body aches and then Mm -hmm. I had a fever I had the chills I've never been that cold in my life like I run so warm and like right now I'm sweating like I run so warm and I was telling Asa because he got it a day or two before me and I was telling him like I'm so cold but like when you touch my hand like it's not cold and he's like oh I know it's like that coldness that's like inside of your body it was just weird um, and then I have asthma. So like this, if I just get a cold, like a stuffy nose, it triggers my coughing. So this has been oh, like no. a roller coaster of just like Are you going to get laryngitis again? <gasps> I don't, oh, I think gosh. I would have gotten it by now. No, that, that is true. Have you been coughing a lot though? Yeah, but I'm, I'm staying hydrated. Okay. Good for you. You know, we but posted I, about yeah. the um, laryngitis post. So <laughs> you know, go back. I got it. <laughs> when you got when you got laryngitis, it was, your voice was so bad. So you couldn't bad. even record. That's how bad it was, guys. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But. So how have you been? Because I feel like we haven't talked in forever. Well, first, I'm happy you're feeling better. I didn't text you because I knew – I was like, she got COVID. <laughs> and I was like, her baby probably has COVID. Wait, did little Omar get COVID? Yeah, he did. Oh, poor, poor baby. baby. He, we were like on the fence about testing him because we're like, he obviously has it. Like, right. Like right, he right. didn't. He wasn't obviously sick. He's teething. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Hannah. He was also teething at the same time. Ugh. His top two pushing. How through. did he sleep? Oh, oh my god, poor uh, baby. Okay, I hate saying this out loud because I just know I'm gonna jinx it. He slept through the night. He just wouldn't take naps oh. during the day. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just. I have a good baby that sleeps. Oh, not a good baby. I have a sl- good sleeper. And okay. I, I mean, he's also a good baby, but they don't equal each other. But um, that being said, like he like slept through the night. But poor Aww. baby, like he, I was like, okay, I just blamed it on teething until I tested positive. And then I was like, okay, you're obviously positive. But we mm. did end up testing him and he didn't do too bad, honestly, with the mm. test. I don't know. I tried looking it up. Like, do they test differently? Is there a different right, test right, for right, infants? Right. And essentially like, there's no different tests mm-hmm. and like the back of it says like not for kids under two but when I looked it up it just said like they hadn't done research like in their cl- mm. clinical trials they hadn't included infants so I was like mm, okay. screw it I'll just do it and yeah he tested positive but he was so mild mm. it was like two two days and like Aww. he got really attached to my husband I mean his dad but like he got really <laughs> I said that's so weird he did get really attached to his dad and so like uh-huh. He literally will scream when he leaves the like leaves the room, Aww. and like I'm like Mama, I'm right here, and he's like, I'm not worried about you, <laughs> like I'm not concerned. So he's, yeah, he's just, I'm happy you guys are doing better though. Yeah, thank you. Me too. I'm really happy to not be sick. Hmm. So now tell me about you. Uh, Maram. Okay, let me tell you. Let me update you on my life. It's not been going so good so far. Not good at all. Okay, let me. Okay, so there's a lot of things going on in the past two weeks that I haven't talked to you about. Um, First, you know, I work out a lot. I told you, right, last episode about, you know, I lost weight during COVID. I was like my smallest, like, not meaning like healthiest is small, like, being small doesn't always equal healthy, but like, Mm -hmm. I was like, 
working out every day before I got when I got married. I was like really, really I was like the tiniest I had ever been. I looked great in my opinion. Like it fit my body pretty well. Um and then like I changed my goals. I got like I was trying to get stronger, try to do more like weights. Um and then I recently like gained a lot of weight because I was doing weights and I was like increasing my intensity and building Mm -hmm. muscle. Yeah. But I also in turn built a lot of fat because I was eating a lot more because I was so hungry. Like I was running four miles a day um, and I was burning so many calories. I was always like hungry. And Mm -hmm. so I was eating a lot. And so I had like weighed myself and I typically don't. Like I stopped weighing myself like when I got married, when I lost all the weight. Um, And I was like the heaviest I've ever been. But I feel like the strongest, right? So like the past two weeks, I've been having like body dysmorphia and it's been really sad. I Um, I have body dysmorphia, so I hate it. Okay. Is it okay for me? It's like a cultural thing. Like we – I grew up being told like I was – like so fat. Like I like mm-hmm. a lot of people told me and like my family that like mm-hmm. and I like think in the Filipino culture like your aunts and uncles will tell you like oh you got bigger. Like I got told mm-hmm. this when I was like 13 and I was like going through puberty and I was like yeah. am I fat? Is that the same no. for you guys? Um I mean yes, absolutely was. But like undiagnosed, like self-diagnosed. Yeah, 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 right. Self-diagnosed. Okay. Right, 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 um, right. But that being said, yeah, growing up, like I, so like I lived in Jordan for, mm-hmm. until I was 15. And so I wasn't like around people much, honestly, mm. except for like my direct cousins. And so I was really sheltered from that. And I actually had really good confidence. Like I will say like I mm. was so confident. And then we moved to the United States and like I have gorgeous cousins that like I have a big family but like Mm -hmm. not all my cousins are gorgeous but like when I moved here like they were like really taking care of themselves really exercising Mm. eating healthy like they did care about their weight and so like they like were just gorgeous and then like Mm -hmm. on top of that like hearing the negative um not from my cousins but like from other people like Mm -hmm. saying like oh like you're fat you need to watch what you're eating like blah 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 is your age and she's half your size like it was just like it was literally like so damaging for my self-esteem and like same I mean honestly like I remember like telling my mom like oh my gosh how did you grow up in this environment like Mm. I literally don't like it's a very sad time in my life but as a result of that like I definitely think I have body dysmorphia like I cannot tell you like my size like I think always think one I always think I'm bigger than I am but then Mm -hmm. like it also goes the other way sometimes where like I'll think I look like either smaller or just like even certain parts of me like I'll think look different and then like later on I'll see a picture or a video or like I'll catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I'll be like oh my like oh my god like this is what I look like I don't know like and I've told this to my sister-in-law before like I don't know what I look like and we Mm kind of had to talk about it but definitely like comes from stems from the culture absolutely it's the reason that I think like nobody should comment on bodies like I don't think you should tell me like oh you look good you like you've lost weight and you shouldn't tell me like oh you've mm. gained weight like I think both are equally harmful because like unless you know like some even then I would hesitate to say that but like sometimes like if I know somebody's actively working out actively doing like taking the healthy steps to lose weight and they do like mm-hmm. I might maybe say something if we're close but yeah, right, I, right, right, I right. would say something to someone like even like to oh a yeah person. like I know absolutely never I totally I totally body. agree but yeah, like it definitely for me too. Like it stems from like this, like my family members, like um, even like my 
bless my mom's heart. But even my mom has like said things about like my body and same, she said Mm -hmm. stuff about my sister too. And like, I think Mm -hmm. it's just from how she grew up, right? Like this Mm -hmm. cultural thing that Mm -hmm. keeps happening through generations. And so basically, and so basically it's just been like weighing on me like heavily. And I had to like really step back and be like, okay, like why? Like, and I, since like I started my journey, since I've been like working out, since I've been starting my journey, my my fitness era. I'm in my fitness era. Um, <laughs> since I've been doing it, like a, what biggest thing for me is like I would never restrict myself from like certain foods that I like because my whole life I was told, oh, don't eat that. Oh, that's too much cream cheese on your bagel. And I love mm. cream cheese. And so like being told those things as a child, I was like, as an adult, I'm like, I'm going to have a healthy relationship with food. And I, I know that's such a big deal for like that mm-hmm. like, hurts a lot of people. And so like, I didn't want to have an unre- unhealthy relationship because mm-hmm. I've been there before, you know? Yeah. I definitely have an unhealthy relationship with food. And growing up, like my mom was really good about like she never commented on my body um, mm-hmm. or like called me <laughs> like I feel like this is like <laughs> we're not giving a word giving out awards for this. But like she never like called me fat. And she right. used to tell me like I definitely like had a bad like um, relationship with food. And she would tell me like Madame, like for, for sometimes I was like binging. And so she'd be like, Madame, mm-hmm. like you don't have to eat every single type of chip like like you could just have one like you know like one flavor and save the next one for tomorrow and the one like kind of trying to instill this like um, moderation moderation exactly yeah yeah, yeah. trying to instill moderation um but honestly by that point like I was so far gone but that being said like I really just like I don't I forgot where I was going with this well my yeah I forgot well thank you for sharing though because I feel like you know, I think it's so easy to feel like alone um, in like your like the way you look at your body, and like every mm. single woman and girl has very similar like thoughts and feelings, no matter how your body looks like, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I, I've been dealing with that, and it sucks, and but it's been very emotional. I'm sure. Oh my gosh, the emotional toll that it takes, like, is. It's terrible. That being said, I did want to say, so my mom is also, oh, I wonder if she'd care if I share this. My mom's also like lifting weights and like getting stronger. She's like this amazing. woman, she lifts like 195 pounds. Like this Look woman is strong. Okay. Um, that be, like her also, but so she's also like toned up. She's kind of like, mm. I'm trying to think what the word in English is. Like in Arabic, like we say like tucked in, like you're still like your same shape. You're still your same weight, but like it just like more toned. tucked in yeah, yeah, tone, yeah. Yeah. but like not toned, but like not like muscle tone. You know, does that mm-hmm. mean, like there is muscle tone, but like I know, you what, you touch, I know what you mean. Well, you would touch her arm and like, say, wow. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. she's just like put away. Okay. Like, <laughs> okay. This is all, that's literally the translation word for word. I don't know what it is in English, in English. But that being said, so she, but like on the scale, like she also has said, like her scale numbers have actually gone up mm-hmm. because yeah, of like the muscle. And so I think it's really normal. I don't think like there's anything. Like, I just think I it's just like a hard, like cha- anytime your body yeah. changes a lot is so difficult. Like, I feel like when I got pregnant, I literally, Hannah, this is the one time in my life where I thought I was smaller than I was. Like, I thought I was tiny. I was like, when is my bump going to come Can it come in? I need to send you a picture of when I was saying this because, like, homegirl was ready to explode. Um, That's so funny. So, it's so – I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like every time your body drastically mm-hmm. changes, like, it just – it exists. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, well, losing the weight, same thing. Yeah. Like, now I'm like, okay, I'm not where I was before. I'm also not doing anything to lose weight. Mm. So, like, I don't know. It's just a weird – it's a weird no, place yeah. to be, and it sucks. Well, 
And by like, like you were saying, like the weight, like that's why I stopped weighing myself is because I knew I was going to gain weight. And so it's like, I feel like we were like taught at such a young age that the number on the scale is how you should feel about your body. Like the lower number, like you should feel good. And when you're higher, like you should, oh my gosh, you're gaining so much weight. Like that's Mm -hmm. bad. When in reality, Mm -hmm. it's not like the number on the scale that really determines Mm -hmm. You know, oh if gosh, you're yeah. quote unquote healthy, you know what I mean? But yeah, that's um that's my, you know, self-diagnosed body dysmorphia. I should see a therapist. I think everyone should see a therapist and I should get diagnosed with it, to be honest with you. I am because you can you said like it's funny that you said like I think everyone should see a therapist. I always say that. I always yeah. say every single I literally like I wish I could see a therapist. Like I and yeah. I've said this before, and the person I said it to was like, Why what happened to you? That was so traumatic. And honestly, like I don't I don't know. I just feel like yeah. there, like there's a benefit, obviously. Absolutely. And like yeah. at the very least, like why not try it? Like I am really big on like no, same. same, 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 same. Yeah, everyone should, and everyone needs to. Even as adults, we go through a lot in life. Um, mm-hmm. But that's my first update. My mm. second reason why my day has been or my week has not been going so well. Um, let me just tell you what happened this morning. Okay, so. This morning, I was really tired. I've been like emotionally drained for a bunch of reasons. And so I, Frankie, my little doggy, was usually sleeps in our room, but he had like, when I, when I woke up, he went into like his bed and I was like, that's weird. And it's like in our spare room and he was sleeping in there. And I was like, huh, I go, I'm going to go cuddle him real quick and say hello. Right. So he's laying on his bed. I lay down next to him. I'm cuddling him. And all, all of a sudden he goes, Bleh! All over my arm, all over my arm. Yeah, it was so gross. And I was like, oh my gosh, Frankie. So a couple weeks ago, I self, I'm not a veterinarian. Um, I refuse to take him to the vet because they're just going to make me pay a lot of money for tests. I am diagnosing him. I'm putting my, you know, MD or not MD, my vet cap cap on um, with irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. I really, or he has reflux, either or. He might have both. He has some gastro, you know, who could tell you exactly what he who? has. A who? TikTok. <laughs> oh. oh, no, <probably>. because of. <laughs> I thought you were going to say TikTok a vet on TikTok. No, I was okay, say no, a vet. <laughs> absolutely, a vet definitely could, but they're going to give. I'm going to give them his they're symptoms, yeah. you know, and then he's going to. They're going to do tests. They're going to do X-rays. Like one time, he had this lump near um, near his booty hole excuse me, mm-hmm. language. Um, and they made me do a $200 biopsy. And she ta- she emails me saying, oh, it's something, it's, it's interesting. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's tissue and cells, basically. And I'm like, skin? <laughs> and she was As just like, we tag. should, re- yeah, basically, it was like, we should remove it ASCB, could be cancerous, blah, blah, blah. All right. The next week, it just comes off. It disappears. Mm. And I was like, I literally paid two hundred dollars for nothing. Okay, but what if you paid two hundred dollars and then it was something? You know what I mean, though. True, but like, he was a he was like six months old. I was like, I would be so surprised if he had cancer at six months. True, yeah. But I just that's like that's something I feel like we do as adults too. We're like, oh, it's like I don't want to go to the doctor. That's true. They no, no, say no, it's right, nothing. Right. But okay. then like, what if you go and they they're like, right, no, no. But that's like, <laughs> okay, okay. If I would go to the doctors. Frankie's a little puppy. I don't know if I want to spend thousands of dollars. I love him to I death. I know, I know. It's I've heard it's expensive. Even like so in like expensive. horse vets, like it's crazy expensive. Like buying the horse is fine. Like <laughs> you can afford right, right, to buy right. the horse. You just can't afford to keep it alive. You know, ever uh, since you told me, me these situation. stories about your horses and how expensive it is, I like I've connected with multiple patients on this topic. 
And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have a horse. I hear it's so expensive to have a horse. And we've had like, I've had like 10 minute conversations about horses and how expensive it is. My friend has been riding since blah, blah, blah. (laughs) No, literally, like just because you told me that and how you're into horses and how, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod or off, um, but I use it as a um, rapport building activity. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. You can go (laughs) ahead and send me 3% of your check. Literally, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. Frankie has IBS. So he threw up okay? on me this morning. Um, we're changing his diet. He's been having this flare-up. I think it's because he hasn't been eating consistently. So I, I implemented a, a few like supplements in his diet, more fiber. Um, we did um, fish oil for his skin, and we're doing more. We're kind of breaking up his uh, meals throughout the day. Instead of one meal, we're doing two to three. Um, but he's been having a flare-up recently. I really think it's because Omar gave him chicken, like um, – air fried chicken and maybe like the skin made him his stomach irritated i don't know anything about dog's diet i would think he'd be okay with that but i I mean i don't know i know they're Um, good with chicken like no skin like yeah um skinless chicken but yeah but i feel like the skin irritated the only thing i see for dog's diets is speaking of tiktok um there's like this lady that's like make my dog's lunch with me and she puts like (laughs) ten thousand dollars worth of meat in a oh bowl my God. i see like different those. meats different cuts eggs everything is like oh my gosh crazy. this is like it's crazy but also like if you can like i would say if you can afford it go off but like right right i just like that's the extent of my knowledge like all i know is like expensive meats are good for for pets like raw raw meats right raw. like expensive mm-hmm. raw meats yeah, yeah no and I don't that's know the like way out the of my budget. breed that she has, but yeah. My SLP paycheck cannot support. <laughs> oh, no. The pay scale cannot support. <laughs> we get our cat food from Costco in bulk, so. Mm, that's a good idea. Keeping it cheap. Well, it's like $11. That is pretty cheap. Well, that's my updates. That's all I got for you today, my oh, friend. Well, I'm sorry that Frankie's not feeling good. And I hope he feels better soon. Yeah, we're both going through changes in our bodies. <laughs> Frankie's like, I have body dysmorphia. Um, <laughs> okay, wait. Did I tell you? Okay, sorry. Wait, this is speaking of Frankie's body dysmorphia. So, no, seriously, this is a serious topic. I don't know if I said this to you yet, but we went, we took Frankie to the vet, and he had like a full coat. He we hadn't groomed him in about like a couple months, and hmm. the the assistant was like, "So your dog's obese?" And Omar my was obese. so mad. He was so <gasps> irritated. He Omar was like, "Don't call my dog obese." What are you talking about? We were so Anna. proud of him because he gained some weight. He was so mad and he told me, he was like, I was furious. How could she call my dog obese? Like he's gaining weight healthily. And then we gave him, we ended up taking him to the um, groomers. He is skinny. Like he is concave. Like he is going in his body. Maybe and for it's, like his type? I don't know. No, I think he just had so much hair. He just had too much hair. Right, yeah, hair does have weight. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then he looked a little rounder on his stomach because of all the fur. And I was like, he knows not obese. He's so skinny. Poor okay. So that's, that's so funny to me because so the last time I took Button to the vet, they were like, she's a little, she's a little on the chunky side. But like the way <laughs> they said it was like, they were afraid I was going to get offended. And like, I think this is just like very Middle Eastern of me. Like, mm-hmm. Like, I don't treat my pets like they're my kids. And I definitely did before. Frankie's my child. But, like, before I had Ahmad, but even then, like, I don't think I did it. Like, I did it enough where, like, it was weird for Arabs. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, they're, mm -hmm. like, they're just cats. But, like, yeah, but, like, I've never, like, treated them like they were my babies. Mm. And... Not, they're not mistreated though or anything like I love on them but like anyways the point is throwing their she, food 
<laughs> you're like fend for yourself. You can eat when you go outside. Um, no, no, and you're only indoors. No, um, but my point is like so. When she said that, I was telling my mm-hmm. mom. I don't remember the exact wording now, and she was like, "Yeah, because some people get offended if you call their pet their pet fat." And I was like, "Really?" Mm-hmm. Like, because I was like, "Terry, it's so weird." She was like walking on eggshells as if she's talking about my own weight. And my mom's like, "I mean, it is a reflection of like how you're feeding your cats." And I was like, "Amen." That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's such. So that's why Omar got so offended. Poor um, Omar. But yeah, but that's and yeah. Frankie. That's my updates. Let's move on to our next segment. Okie dokie. So now on to our SLP insanity segment where we share some crazy stories or crazy things people have said to us or crazy experiences that either you guys have shared with us or we've experienced or gotten from the internet um, and we share them with you guys. So Hannah, do you have an SLP insanity for us? Yes. Let's dive in. So I found my two on Reddit. They're kind of long. I'm going to try to shorten it. I'm going to read through it, but try not to say every sentence because it's kind of long. So this one in particular um, is about this um, clinician's. She was in her – she was in grad school and mm-hmm. she was doing her clinical rotations. So it says, um, my supervisor on my first mm-hmm. semester on campus would be an hour late and never observe, observe my first client. Therefore, she couldn't really answer questions. She was mm-hmm. rude and told me to, quote, unquote, think for myself if I asked for advice. My school supervisor made me feel like a burden. I could never do anything right. I was her B. She would say, go down to the office and get my printed reports, file this, staple this on the wall. No, I don't like that. Turn that down. Be more peppy. Um, When the school bell rang, she would turn her desk and say, bye. And she wouldn't let me observe IEPs. How rude. So um, she sat – talking to her friends on weekends during lunch, and she would just hang out and criticize me, okay? Her last placement, Wonderful. it was her SNF supervisor. She told me that she I was too slow um, and I needed to hurry up and write reports in order so I can get them done by five. I would even work through lunch. She, lunch. she would socialize with other therapists, and she told me that she was going to fail me because I wasn't friendly or collaborative. Um, oh and gosh. part of the team. I know, right? It's crazy. Um, she would. She said she also made me switch my days consistently to accommodate her personal life. And she left the building to do home health while I ran the show for her. What? Yeah, that was on Reddit. And I was like, that's insane. That's a horrible experience. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> Like literally, first of all, every supervisor seems like, like not every supervisor, every one of her supervisors seems like they <laughs> were not the best um, yeah. supervisors for her. But also that last one, like, is that unethical? Like, I feel like that's, that's so putting unethical. your license, like she needs to be su- supervised. Like, yeah, is there, is I know there a percentage? that you can, um, for 25%? my, yeah, yeah, for Paige, hers is 25%, but I had to, I know that like you had to be close by or at least um, in the vicinity where you can um, go, you're go there you if you need help. Yeah. So what I remember is they said they had to be accessible. So they accessible, yeah. being text, mm-hmm. texting and oh. calling as accessible. Oh, my supervisor so told me that I had to be in the building. Mm, yeah, but like home, only I, the building maybe but, but yeah like, that's I feel like home health you're gonna go do therapy and let your student do all the work for you like that's not learning like no. you know what I mean? like you're it there sounds to like learn they weren't really like 
I mean, even like the one, okay, so like when I, I feel like, and I think you're the same way, I feel like when I'm given like an opportunity, like somebody agreed to supervise me, mm-hmm. like for our internship or something, like I'm so thankful and I'll literally do like anything they ask. Like right. I'll make the Absolutely. copies, I'll yeah, like yeah. turn your desk around, like I will, do, I will be your B basically. <laughs> and like, as, honestly, as long as you're nice to me, like I, I don't mind. I, yeah, I really, right, I do, right. like you're doing me this huge favor and I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. But I also feel like when someone and I, maybe this is because of the way my internship was, but like if someone's supervising me, like I want the feedback, like I mm. want you to correct me kindly, yeah. but like correction, I want like training, I want to be able to leave and be a better SLP for it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that would frustrate me so much, like more than anything she talked about. It would frustrate me so much than not being able to ask questions and then yeah. not getting like any tips and advice like and feedback think for yeah. yourself. Like I think we've heard that a couple of times in grad school. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you need to think for yourself. And like there's sometimes where you're like, okay, yeah, I do. I need to like I need to brainstorm. But like if I've brainstormed and like I tell you my idea and I'm like, what do you think? Yeah. And you're like, mm, you need to think for yourself. Like then I'm like, this isn't collaborative. Oh <laughs> you know, like those teachers, like, I don't know. I don't know if you had those in high school or even college where it's like mm-hmm. you didn't understand a concept and like you were like, you've tried so many times. And she's like, hey, like, can you help me? And they're like, well, what do you think? And I'm oh like, gosh. bro, I'm literally coming to you because I do not know. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like literally, like when teachers. you're like, I don't understand this question on the test and they just read it back to you. Like, that's, that's <laughs> like, literally I what can it makes read. me think of. <laughs> I actually speak English. Dude, I almost got a um, C in in physics because my teacher was like that. And I was like, um, my I, friend, I'm coming to tutoring. Was it at tutoring. our university? No, no. It was in high school. And I never oh, got Cs in, in high school. There's something about our university's physics department. Like they – Oh, it's pretty <laughs> – it's yeah, so intense and it's, it's so not intense. like great lecturing. So I don't know what it is. Like literally none of those professors had more than a 1.4 on rate my professor. Like yeah. everyone was trying to get into the 1.4 class because they're like, oh my gosh, this is the class. Right, I right, right, right. Um, I Physics was a, a whole beast for me. I don't even know how I ended up passing it. Like I mm. literally, I failed it That's once, dropped it the second out. time. Yeah, took the easy yeah, way Yeah, nobody out. else could take that way because yeah. like they kept filling up. But, go to a recent yeah. pod. Go to the past pods, guys, to listen to mm-hmm. how we pass physics. Past um, physics. Yeah. <laughs> we should have just done an episode dedicated to physics. <laughs> to okay, physics. so but yeah, go ahead. Tell actually, me your SLP insanity. So when you were saying like reading that off and she said home health, you remind me of one of mine. So I was just like scrolling through Indeed as one mm-hmm. does when they're not looking for a job, and um, <laughs> when you have like four I- jobs already when you have like four jobs <laughs> honestly like I just get notifications and like I click on them because like right, right, right. I'm I mean like sounds bad but I'm down like I'm always down right. for part-time here part-time mm-hmm. there um well I came across a part-time it's per diem home health with adults in the bay area guess how much the pay is oh, I'm scared it's either really really good or really bad okay is it hourly or salarily Hourly, hourly, hourly because it's per diem. Okay, it's per diem. It's home health. I think it's going to be really good. So 70 plus? Or is it really bad? I'm scared. What is it? Tell me. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. 150 to $300 a a home. I literally, I saw, I took a screenshot and I was going to send it to you. Hannah. 300? 300 so I 
I was like Teresa, like, oh my God, should I take this job? Or like, packing first up of all, our stuff now, moving to the Bay Area. <laughs> oh, it's expensive. Make the commute, girl. Come live in my <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. Leave <laughs> that out. Out. Thanks. <laughs> okay. But that being said, so I literally like was like two things are going to happen. One, yeah. I, I want to apply for two reasons. One, I want to apply. So when they're like, oh, like actually the going rate is this, I could be like, you guys are liars. Like that's, right, that's what right, I want. Right, right. I want to apply so I could call them out. The second one is if it's real. Like I was telling you, so like, let's say I pick up eight shifts. I pick up eight homes. Um, 300 times eight is a good number. Yeah. Wait, but like, would you want to drive in like so Bay he, Area though? He brought it up. He's like, what you need to do is you need to take into account the drive and then yeah. add that to your hours and then divide the total pay by like that. And so it would have been like 187 an hour. And I was like, I'm down. I'm so down. I also have family in the in the Bay Area. So oh, okay. like so can- um I have someone to like crash with if I ever if I ever mm-hmm. needed to. I'm not really the kind of person that would. I kind of would rather just sit through traffic and get yeah, home. Yeah. But, but like do you like driving in the Bay Area? Like I hate driving for three hundred dollars an hour. I love driving. Oh my gosh. I would get me it would be so much anxiety. Like absolutely not. Like I barely want to drive in like our downtown area. Never. I know. Me too. But for three hundred dollars an hour, I can do anything. Dang, like that's your the other willpower thing. Is this, strong, this is the girl. other thing. I fully believe. Like, I don't know if we've talked about this. I really I think we, am I the kind of person say. like who believes I can do anything. Like I can accomplish anything I if I just set my mind yeah. to it with the right training. I also believe like I could do mm-hmm. anything temporarily. Like I think mm-hmm. I could definitely take a job that pays three hundred dollars an hour and commute an hour and a half. And like every day, each way for like maybe five months. And then maybe I'd burn out. But like it was per diem. So it wasn't like something where they needed me. I was literally thinking about you today when I was um, working out. And I was like, I bet Maram, if she wanted to do a marathon without training, she'd be like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. And even though I've been running like – for like three years now, I bet my mom would be like, "What I would could probably maybe run a marathon with some training." I have. Yeah, I could run a marathon. With yeah, training. but like, but no, like, I mean, like, I feel I like, mean. no, I feel like you would do it with no training. But oh yeah, I can run a marathon, no training. No, yeah, no, but like, tomorrow. Fail. Like I'm always down, <laughs> but I'll just fail. But I mean, like, I'm the kind of person who like, and I've had this conversation with Asa before. Where like, yeah. I'll be like, "Don't you think you could be an athlete if yeah, like yeah, yeah. you we just dedicated that, yeah. yourself?" And right, he's like, right. "No." And I'm like, I 100% – I could be a football player if I dedicate myself in the NFL. Like, that's like – I genuinely have, am like a half glass full type person. Like, I'm that's an optimist. so funny. We're like, so opposites. Like, I'm like, I can't do that. Like, that's impossible. Like, I no, literally – that's how my – like that. And yeah, it drives me crazy. It's such like a pet peeve of mine for someone to be yeah. like, no, that's not going to work. But not even try. Not even mm. like given – like, why can't you just try? Like, what if it does work? Hannah, right, what right, if it right. does work? Like, That's what did true. you lose? Yeah. You know? I don't it's know. It's a good mentality. It's a good mentality to have. I think so, too. They're, that means, like, you're always working for growth. Right. But that's a yeah, crazy so- rate. And that's a crazy in- – that's a SLP insanity. That's that, crazy. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. Even, like, for the Bay Area, isn't that high? Like, $300 an hour. So, like, I know yeah. they're not really paying it. But, like, that's insane. That's literally SLP yeah. insanity. That's so- crazy. Do you have another SLP insanity for us? Yes, my last one. Okay, so also on Reddit because that's the only place I can find things and those stories go crazy. All right, this is an SL – it's a school-based SLP. Um, This is her title. Okay, this – okay. I just want to caveat. I've been talking about really gross things on the pod recently. Just skip ahead my story if you don't want to hear anything gross, okay? All right, here's the title. I bled through my leggings today. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to skip right now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to hear my insanity? Okay. Yeah, I um, do. I'm a CF. Um, this is my first year in the schools. I can't find time to use the bathroom. I'm consistently running around or delegating oh. tasks to my um, – to my coworkers, or sitting down for hours to get through scheduling and contact, contacting admin slash my tech for help and guidance. I'm on my period. I didn't have time to use the bathroom today, and I bled through and had an awful That's accident. That's actually so sad. I know. That's okay, not maybe insane. That's sad. That's sad. Yeah. Wait. Well, I think I don't think that, I think that's the saddest part. Um, I get that for some, this information may seem too personal, but I'm really sad and need to vent. I cannot take care of my personal hygiene to the overwhelming amount of work and stress um, in no my job. job. People tell that. me, right? People tell me I need to take a step back and just breathe. But when I do that, I still end up right back in the overwhelming mess of work. I consider that's very sad. I consider insane because that is insane. Like you should not be working that hard for a job. I would never be that dedicated to a company. Like, yeah, unless it's my company. And then even then I wouldn't be that dedicated to it. Like, yeah, so sad. I don't think that's like, I feel like in that situation, like, it's a new maybe like because she's a new therapist yeah, and she'll right, learn right. to set boundaries. I'm saying that as a fairly new therapist, but like <laughs> even over the time that like we've been therapists, like I've learned to like set boundaries. I've learned to like leave work at work. I've learned to step away for a second, like mm-hmm. and like things like that like cause burnout and they just like cause. You just made me think of another one. I have so many, but things like that cause burnout and it just like. You're not going to do good by your employer if you're burning yourself out. So, like, don't – like, that is so – like, she needs to just, like – step out like she go use the bathroom admin. girlfriend yeah she, she needs to talk to admin yeah, definitely like, like, like sometimes it. I will admit that I mm. don't take lunch sometimes or I'll eat lunch and document but um, even for that time for me is like why like because is that for, extra for me 30 it's minutes gonna like if you have a bunch of MBSs, yeah. No. If I have a bunch of MBSs and I plop and I don't want to like stay extra or I'm trying to like beat traffic um, but my student Paige when she was with me, I was taking lunches actively, which was great. Well, which was, was yeah. a great reminder that I do need to take lunch. Um, yes. But all, to be honest with you, I just get bored. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Mean, my lunch? I get just like, eat? oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, like what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Sit there and just be like by myself. Eating. Oh my gosh, just eating. Imagine like, if I have nothing to do. Lunch. Yeah. Like, if I have nothing to do, I'm like, oh, let me just like look my email while I'm like eating, no, you know? Like, like, I get that. I do get that. Like, oh, I'm bored. I'm just going to go ahead and like type this up while I'm eating. Yeah. But like, I don't think it should be like, oh, I really need to meet my productivity no, requirements. Right, right, like, right, so right. I'm Absolutely working through my not. lunch or I'm yeah. talking out. Like, I don't support that at all one bit. I think mm-hmm. you need to talk to your yeah. admin. You and reminded I- me of Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I did that yeah. in the beginning. Absolutely. I feel that. Like, I felt like I needed to like meet a productivity standard. And my really good coworker, she's a physical therapist. She was like, Hannah, don't clock out. What are you doing? If you get overtime, just get overtime. Mm-hmm. Who cares if they yell at you? She was just like, no, like you're doing your job the best you can. You're a new grad. Like you need to give yourself some grace. And I was like, oh my gosh. And ever since that conversation, that was like, I mean, think my first month or two working, she was ever since that, I never clocked out. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great advice. Do not clock yeah. out, guys. It's not a good idea. I mean, I just follow looks- like there's a law, I think. Like if you're going to be more than six hours, you need to clock out for but, Oh, lunch. yeah, for lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, help like- me clocking out for like eight-hour shifts. I mean, oh, okay, okay. Like, okay, like going okay. over I was like, overtime. wait, no, no. You do need to clock out, you guys. <laughs> you do um, need to take lunch. Absolutely. Yes, you yeah, do yeah. need to take lunch. There is a law. Um, 
<laughs> There's a lot. Um, okay, that reminded me of this, but this is not my selfie insanity. But okay. Hannah, have you heard of um, quiet quitting? No, what's that? It's on TikTok? Okay. <laughs> this is on Reddit. Oh, okay. I know. It, it'll probably come up on my TikTok now that I've said it out loud. So they're listening. This is the – it says, any SLPs who work in the schools, have you quiet quit? If so, do you have any tips? I can't afford to really quit, but I really want to quiet quit. So I've never heard of this term. And I was mm-hmm. like, what's quiet quitting? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. bowing out without two weeks notice? Like, I don't know. So here's what it is. The person responds and she says, I take no extra school duties. I leave exactly at the end of my contract hours. I do not go to staff meetings unless they're specifically SPED related. I'm willing – I'm why oh here we go. I'm wildly adherent to idea qualification factors. I won't be certified in CP, for CPI because I don't get paid any extra. I don't look at emails before or after my contract hours. If I happen to get stuck in a meeting after my contract hours, I will either be late that amount of time or leaving early that amount of time. I think um, I think a lot of SLPs let their this job become their life, and I simply do not. I simply do this job because it's somewhat fulfilling, and let's let's meet whatever blah blah so then sorry i read out of fifth grade level but um so like that's what quiet quitting is i guess like it's like and then people in the comments were like that's exactly what i do um if they want me there 30 minutes early like then she's flexing her hours and i thought this was normal i thought like because remember i don't work in the schools but i Mm -hmm. thought like if you like needed to leave a little like let me take that back. So I thought with salary, that was like the beauty of salary. Like if you needed to come in a little late, it's fine. And if you needed to leave a little early, like it's fine. Like mm-hmm. that's why you're not hourly, right? Because they're like not counting you down by the minute. Well, I've learned since then that that's not true. Yeah. And that's not, yeah. that like you need to be obviously there at yeah, your job. Because they can work you <laughs> to the bone too. They can. They can absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And they do a lot of times. But um. I was just like, when I was reading this, I was like, that's so crazy that they gave this a name, like quiet quitting. Like, quiet girl, you're quitting. just doing your job. That's <laughs> like, crazy. I never heard of that. That's No, that's a good tip. It's a great yeah, mental I mean, health I, tip. Yeah. Quiet maybe we quitting. should like screenshot it, send it to the person on the other yeah. Reddit. Yeah. Um, right? Girl, okay. you're insane for doing that. You need to take a pee break. Um, but okay. It, just, it makes me sad. It just like, it makes I can it, yeah. imagine that. You're right. Maybe it was comes. not insanity, but- it's like sadness, like, insanity. sadness. It was like it's probably like insane in the sense of like, oh my gosh, like how did it get that bad? But yeah, like at exactly. the same time, it's just like it is so like I can just imagine how anxious she is, how overwhelmed yeah. she is. Like all right, my friends right, who are right, in the right. school, their CF year was so hard for them. Mm-hmm. And so like not that like our CF years were, you know, a breeze, but like right, it was right, just right. honestly it was different. a different level. I yeah. felt like I felt like it was like different level of stress. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so right, right. I do have more um SLP insanities. And actually, I have two. Okay, One of them ahead. made me angry that I recorded a video responding to it on oh, TikTok. Okay. okay. But my sister said I couldn't post it because she said I seemed passive aggressive. And I was like, girl, mm. I'm aggressive aggressive in this. And mm. I'm not someone who ever gets angry. I'm not someone who gets mad. Um, like, I gen- generally cannot remember the last time I was angry besides this. Um, I'm going to send you the video of her, not of me. Um, since that I did re-record my video, I just never posted it because I was like, mm. "Am I reacting to your video?" And am I gonna no, play? No, you're it? reacting to this person's video. So this is a okay. you just play it and watch it, and then we'll fill it in. Um, can you play it like loud though, so for the audio? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But right, basically, okay. before you start, yeah. this girl is a kindergarten teacher, uh-huh. um, and she says like 50% of my class is nonverbal. 
or is voluntarily nonverbal. Oh my gosh, she just gets me going. I'm gonna have to have you pause it at some point. So okay, okay. But go is ahead. it long? No, it's a minute. Okay, okay so we'll just watch the whole thing. Go ahead. Vid baby parents, I need I need you to listen listen here. I'm gonna say that about fifty percent, fifty percent, half of my class is voluntarily nonverbal because y'all do everything for them. I have kids that are walking up to me. They'll have like a, a package of something and they'll just be like, and I'll tell them in Spanish and in English. I'll be like, all right, what do you want me to do with this? And they just look at me, they're like, so I have to be, you know, giving them tough love and I'll let them know. I'll be like, oh, I can't help you unless you use your words. Would you like me to open it? Okay, then say, please help me open this or something along those lines and they still won't. They just look at me like I'm the dumb one. So please, if your child is in pre-K, please start training them at home to use their words. Stop reading their minds. Stop reading their minds. Stop it. Stop it. We don't appreciate it because it's so hard when only one side of this team is asking for something and the other side is lacking. So if the teachers need your help in this, I don't know if any teachers have told you this, I'm going to be the one to tell you this. Please, if your kids at home are just throwing things in your face or just like mm, being nonverbal, practice having them use their words. Model what to say. Like don't expect that they know how to do it if they don't. Like help them, but help them. <laughs> Okay, so I actually never got to the end of that video. Mm -hmm. um, the way that I literally... So I wear contact lenses, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm, I'm blind. Mm -hmm. The way that I literally put my contact lenses back in my eyes so I could respond. Like, I was so angry at this teacher. And okay. I was just like... I have so much to say about it. But I wanted to see, like... You you see, like, the problem with this? Or do, yeah. do I, like... Okay. No, I want to uh, hear your thoughts, though. Go ahead. Okay, so the first issue that I have, I have so mm -hmm. many issues, is this. This is so triggering. I don't know why. The snapping <laughs> in your face? Get away from me. Okay. But besides that, like, is, like, when she says she says something, like, 50% of my class is um that voluntarily okay. nonverbal. Yeah, that's okay, the first go trigger see, for me. Yeah, right, right. go that's see the, the speech sure. therapist. Go right, talk right, to the right. speech therapist. And putting the label of voluntarily... Like okay, that, are you in their head? Like right, right, right. I was yeah, I was like, I was so angry. And then yeah, she yeah. was like, and then she goes on and she says, like, um, they give me something to open and they just look at me like, and I say, I can't help you unless you use your words. Why not? Why can't you help them unless they like that was my question. Why not? Because they're communicating and we accept mm -hmm. all modes of communication. And you can absolutely set the like set the expectation for a kid who you know is verbal to use their verbality yeah. I don't know what that word is without putting so much pressure and being mm -hmm. so right, right, mean right. about it and like I in like I literally we 93% of our communication is nonverbal among verbal mm -hmm. people like you could mute me right now and you would know like I'm upset you would know I'm triggered right. you wouldn't have to hear me you come home from a trip you come home from your um, Philippines trip and you see your mom from across the airport you don't need to hear her say Hannah I missed you you see her face light up you see her gestures yeah. you know right, my right, mom right. missed me so like for her to sit there and be like oh I can't help you unless you say the word and I'm just like, mm -hmm. why? Why can't you help her unless she says the word? Like, 
it just it's so triggering for me because like this verbal expression is not the only form like of yeah it's not the only form absolutely. of communication all yeah, yeah, communication yeah. should be absolutely. honored and then I lost it when she said and then they look at me like I'm the dumb one ma'am verbalization does not equal intelligence like I was like like I don't think I don't know if she meant it like that I hope to god she didn't but like that implies that you oh they look at me like I'm the dumb one that means you think they're the dumb one like Mm. I just and like I I got what she was saying in the beginning like don't do everything for your kids like you're absolutely right we could you like we always like encourage one of our strategies is like communication temptations Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. we want to inconvenience them just a little bit so that they like need to come back to us for Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. like create a communication opportunity but like for her to just straight up like that whole video was so triggering for me I was like this goes against everything like I stand for as an SLP who specializes in communication like I'm a communication specialist and I just like that was legit insanity. And obviously she's not an SLP, but like. I just my, lack of education of what we can provide. Exactly. Yeah, I was reason, say, like, like, why, like, why isn't the, why isn't your child requesting, right? Um, I think those cues are important. So instead of like bashing on the child and saying, why aren't you doing this or do it? Or the be, parents. Yeah. Like, like parents asking so the parents. so much going on in their life. Right. Like, like well, just asking the parents what's, what's happening? Like what's going on at home? Like, is there something else mm-hmm. going on? Like, is this a normal thing for them? Like, mm-hmm. are they typically verbal? When does this happen? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of questions you can dive into. Right. The only thing I would have to say that I did like about her video is the use of models. You have to admit, models are really good. You can model things for a child. But like but it encourages me. Models like you can model like requesting a model. Okay, like, so that was that's the yeah, only like, thing. But at the end, I would have but to let say, me say I something. Would... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry that came off a little aggressive. Not let me say something, but like, can I say something? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> okay, so no, her, you're just fired you're right. up. I I am. I've seen this video six times, and every time it gets <laughs> me fired up. Um, right, right. So modeling is a great strategy. Yeah. But saying the word "say" decreases okay, no, absolutely, your yeah. chances De- yeah, of responding. Yeah. So like right, right, her, right. like she, like you're right in the sense of like, oh, like model, like open the thing, please, yeah, whatever. Right. But like, like the way that she modeled it really annoyed me. But yeah, then no, honestly, once I got past like my frustration. I you're like I was like oh my gosh like this lady just needs to be educated like yeah she absolutely that's what I was gonna say and like mm-hmm. I just really like I don't know who the person that posted it is but like I literally like was like okay I guess this isn't common knowledge like I think mm. sometimes like mm-hmm. we just like we know our field like yeah not so well but like we know our well so well yeah we're the experts in it but like we know our field and we just like think like oh this is common knowledge I guess it's not because then in the yeah. comments it was like split it was like a thousand comments if not more and it was split between parents being like you have no idea how hard we try and mm. then like other educators being like oh my gosh girl like I live by this like this is my life and so I was like okay definitely like we need to do need some further educating. education like yeah, absolutely yeah. I just but, think if she was just misguided in how she produced it and I think it, her or... tone did a lot of it yeah her no, and it's just <laughs> communication was a big part the, the snapping me. the snapping the snapping um, in your face like I just think it's like I think me. you're right in the sense of like I did it like when she said kind of just attacking the child that's where that irritated me and the like, parents that's irritating. like yeah, she's and attacking like assuming the, like the parents exactly. aren't, trying aren't trying their best right 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 like we're having she's having preconceived notion but mm-hmm. i have to say yeah. i give her some credit though at the end it was 
she, I agree with modeling, but overall, yes, I agree with your frustration. Overall, I agree with your frustration. I don't know. Absolutely. You can see why my sister didn't let me post the video. But yeah, that being I can said, see why. Now she's getting, she's going to be like, <laughs> and then you went and put it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, but I think that's important to say because I think we need to continue educating and working with our other professionals. Yeah, like you can tell if it's mm-hmm. split, that means a lot of teachers don't know mm-hmm. like what the what we can do and how we can aid in communication, right? Yeah. I just I just didn't understand why she like didn't reach out to them. Like see, this is my problem. Like this like I would thought by the time like we recorded this, honestly, I'd be over it and like I'd be mm. fine and like numb to it. But like the way I'm responding, like that's not the kind of feedback that someone is gonna be responsive yeah. to. Like right, 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 if right, right. I said all that to her, like she would be like, oh my God, the speech therapist at the school is such a you know, like, <laughs> like she wouldn't have you gotta like, collect yourself first. Absolutely. And I think like in like I'm uh, I don't know, like I'm not generally a fired up person. Like mm. I'm not generally like a combative person, like with a response. So oh, I was girl, just like, no, if you believe in me... something, you should be. Well, Absolutely. I believe in like, you know, like you get more. What is it? Flies with honey than you do with whatever. I don't know the saying, but like I really do believe like you. Pro- Dang it. Isn't it like you get more flies with honey? Well, I don't know. It could be do. an idiom that I don't know. Like basically kindness will like actually work over Mm. not being kind. So like I generally use kindness and I'm generally very like I don't I don't judge people for what they don't know. And I Mm. think like I'm someone who gives people a million excuses and it's to a point where it gets so annoying for the people around me because they're like, no, like we know this person sucks. And I'll Mm. just be like, oh, like you don't know. Maybe she was having a bad day. I don't know. But like this just like got got me. Mm. Okay. Um, I'll just have one my more? last one. I do have another one. Do you want to save it? Cause, or do you want to say it? It's up to you. Do you um, think we'll it'd be better save saved? It. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll just save it. It was funny Sounds though. I think me. probably like everybody here has already heard it, but like you haven't because you're not on TikTok. Yeah, probably not. So yeah, save it for me because I <laughs> want to hear it. it. Okay. So let's go into our last segment, or second to last, I should say, sorry, um, our SLP quick tips. Um, do you, would you like to go first? What's your first tip for us? I have six. I don't know how many you have. Okay. I have six too. Um, okay. Are we just like spitballing them or are we like I think we should you alternating. say one. Yeah, alternating, say one, and then give a little summary, okay. a short summary. Okay, okay. So my first one that I have on here is bed raising. So like Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. when I go into a hospital room or even honestly with my pediatric kids, I like to make sure we're at the same level. So I'll raise the bed, um, in a hospital, I'll raise the bed so that, you know, we're at the same level that way they don't have to like lift their head up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I do the same thing with my little kids too. It's for the same reason, but, um, that's my first SLP hack. And also like, it doesn't throw out my back, my back after the first month in the, in my CF, like was Mm -hmm. killing me and. Cause um, you're leaning over a lot. mm -hmm. Yeah. And this I get that. I get that. Raising the bed. That's a good one. Raising the head of the bed is a good one. Um, my oh, first yeah. one, <laughs> you're just laying down flat. <laughs> no, I'm talking over the flat. <laughs> I leave you're like, flat, but like up. <laughs> I'm like, so why awkward. can't I make eye contact? <laughs> it's like the bed's like so off the floor and then they're just flat. <laughs> they're just flat. <laughs> so bad. Um, okay. My first one is if you are doing, which I highly recommend that a lot of people do, I know nurses do it, but doing the Yale swallow protocol or the three ounce mm-hmm. water protocol, a quick mm-hmm. tip is my supervisor taught me this. She was a bartender. You just take mm-hmm. your cup, you count one, two, three. That's about three, three ounces of water. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I feel like it works I've been doing every it time. 
It works every time. You can get like I bought um, those three ounce cups at Target, which I measured it, but I I tested both where I go one, two, three, and I've tested the three and they're like almost identical. They're maybe like it's a little higher, but they're pretty yeah. similar. I wonder if like I've been giving more than a more. Yeah, like more than three ounces. I mean, more than I mean, if you're doing it like consecutive sips and more, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's bad, but you would want to give more rather than less, you know. Okay, yeah. So yeah, quick tip, three, count to three. One, two, three. Yeah. What's your second one? Okay, so my next one is, this is something that I was asked recently um, by like a new hire at our company. And it was like, how do you get the parents involved in therapy? Mm. And so, I mean, I don't think this is like groundbreaking or anything. I don't think any of my tips are groundbreaking, but um, are. I, <laughs> I include the parent in the first session all the time, mm. like during the interview. I'll set that expectation. Like you're asking like, the okay. kid the interview questions. So <laughs> when did you start talking? <laughs> what were your milestones like? Were there any medical complications? Were you vaginal or C-section? <laughs> He's like, oh my God, girl, let me tell you. No. So, um, so, but like what I mean is during my interview with the parents, like mm-hmm. my first sessions are very much like very similar, right. usually across multiple kids. Yeah. Um, like I just have a template that I use, right? And so like I do my interview, I tell them about my therapy approach. And that's like, I'll use the SLT scrapbook handout for that where she talks about um, parent coaching. And I tell them like, and play-based therapy, those are my two like go-to mm-hmm. handouts. And I'll tell them like, I follow a play-based therapy approach and I follow a parent coaching approach and like in a much nicer way and like much kinder way obviously Mm -hmm, I'm you know mm -hmm. playing like I'm being a speech therapist um and so like I'll tell them like so what that means is like we will be playing a lot in therapy this is why like it's better for them developmentally they whatever blah blah give that whole spiel Mm -hmm. and then like I'll tell them and then I also follow a parent coaching approach because like they can see me once one-on-one a week but then that's not going to benefit them as much as like you, me coaching you through the strategies you to using do the strategies whenever you can right? yeah Absolutely. and like just I found like just setting that expectation from the beginning and I'll tell them like so sometimes I'm gonna have you watch me interact and like use a strategy then have you use a strategy mm. then give mm-hmm, you feedback mm-hmm. so that might be saying like okay try this or like you're doing really great with this so like you know it just it's gonna like um takes like some a teamwork like back and yeah. forth and I always tell I, them like yeah. at the end of the day you know your child the best and I know the strategies so like together yeah. we have like we've got him covered Absolutely. and I feel like once I just address that in the beginning of the session like I it's never awkward for me to be like okay mom why mm-hmm. don't you join us or like right. like my parents know they're coming to the back with me when we go for speech therapy like mm-hmm. um every speech therapist does it differently obviously but like for me like I want the parents present and I like Sometimes I've heard speech therapists say like, okay, but the kid acts up more when the mom's there. I I want to see that. And like, Mm. maybe like, if we really need to, like, we can like see if mom leaves a couple, just a few minutes, see like what it looks like when she's not there for my own notes. But like, overall, like I want mom there and like, I want to work through the issues that she's having when she is there. Yeah, um, Cause at the end of the day, like she's going to be there. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, like, she's the living with life. them. Like, right, yeah. right, right, right. And so um, that's just kind of like my thing is like, just hmm. address it right in the beginning. Like just be really kind about it. Like parents are there for help. They're there to learn. Mm-hmm, they get so mm-hmm. relieved when I'm like, oh, I, so in the future, like I'd like for you to stay in the meeting. I'd like for you to blah, blah. They get so happy. And I always say something like, and if I suggest something and you know it's not going to work for your kid like please tell me like absolutely don't feel like you need to just go with me yeah. blindly like please question mm-hmm. me and they just that honestly like gets buy-in so much faster yeah. than gives just them like, autonomy 
yeah it does and it shows them like I'm not trying to say that you don't know how to parent your kid like I am you know what I mean like I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to step on your toes and so that's like my advice or like my little hack is I just nip it right in the bud like I just address it right away love it great tip great tips okay what's your Um, next one my second one is bringing a chair if for the medical setting, if you have a room and those rooms could be small and especially in acute care, um, a lot of the times they'll have stools kind of like scattered around the halls and I will bring in a stool and I will sit in with the patient when I'm doing my eval. I will sit there and talk to them and build rapport. I think just bringing in a chair kind of just signifies that you're there to spend time with them and for the patient. And it, it means a lot because you're you're like taking your time rather than mm-hmm. standing up. You're kind of like – like if you're moving, you, it looks like you're going to leave, right? But if you yeah. sit with them, it just changes – it changes the room, especially if there's family in a room. It just like mm-hmm. pretend like it's for example, when you go to the doctors and your doctor's like on the computer and like standing and you're like, okay, they're just gonna leave in a couple minutes. They don't really care about me. But when mm-hmm. a doctor sits down and like looks at you in the eye and like mm-hmm. writes down things, like it just has mm-hmm. a better interaction and builds a lot like you feel comfortable, you're building rapport, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. That's like so on that note, mm-hmm. that's a really good tip. So the first place I did my internship at, they had a rule where you had to sit whenever mm. like you were like you had to be at the eye level of whoever you're interacting yeah. with from the patients so if they're in the bed like you had to sit so like sometimes we would go into a room and we wouldn't like see any chairs and like mm-hmm. my supervisor would be like okay go grab some chairs and like we would grab chairs and like come back and sit they did research on this and I'm the person that's the worst person to recite research because I can never remember any of the important details <laughs> but it was on doctors and they found that patient doctors who sat down during the interaction patients thought the sessions or the thought like not that the sessions thought that the time spent together was longer than when they stood in the room for the same yeah. amount of time um and like you said because it's just like it's showing you like okay you have my attention and i'm here right for you. um mm-hmm. i wish i could remember what it was they probably told us at the first hospital i was at but um yeah i definitely recommend bringing a chair and sitting down great good tip um okay what's your third one my friend okay so my third one is kind of groundbreaking. I'm just kidding. Okay. I think a lot of people know it. But if you don't, you guys are going to be mind blown. Okay. So the first one – so the third one is when you're taking a language sample and you record it, mm. if you play your recording on your Google Doc while you click like the text to spe- speech to text uh-huh. button, the dictation button – it will take your language sample and type it out for you. Ooh. And like sometimes there's like issues. Sometimes like there's some, you know, some words are off, right, and right, right. some words are off. But overall, it gets like the gist of it pretty well. Um, and so like this works really well for like older kids, um, artic kids. Like obviously you have to go back through and like fill, you know, adjust like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. substitutions and whatever. But like just to, like get it on paper. It works so, so well. Mm. But that's my... um. Little make your life easier. That's awesome. It's a great tip. Mm-hmm. Um, my third tip is family education with packets and the swallow study video. Um, I find it so important when you do an MBS, especially in the inpatient setting, um, you complete it. The next session or that day, you should be sitting down with a patient if they have family-involved caregivers, sitting with that down with them, watching that video and giving them education packets. You have better mm-hmm. buy-in. You have a more understanding of their swallow. Like there's been so many swallow studies where I'll try to verbally and kind of show my 2D image and explain it to them. And then they'll say – they have like severe dysphagia. and like, well, I'm swallowing fine. And then I'll show them the video and they're like, oh my gosh, that's happening. I had no idea. And so you just have a lot of more buy-in um, into therapy therapy sessions and seeing why like 
So well, dysphagia therapy is important. But yeah, yeah, education. I think at the root of it for carryover, like education is so yeah, important. So with important. Like yeah. with kids too. Like I think education is very important. Okay. My next one, Hannah, you taught me this. Okay. Are you ready? What is it? And I yeah. know you don't remember. I don't. In undergrad, in undergrad, you taught okay. me to use wet erase markers instead of dry erase markers. Oh, absolutely. That's, and I, I still, still do that to this day. I still do. And I still have your purple marker that I never gave Did back you really? to you. Randomly, I remembered. I'd say like a year ago or two years mm-hmm. ago, I remembered and I was like, would it be weird to send her back her marker? Just like, <laughs> I didn't want to be like the person that stole your marker. I don't I, know. I, I am that um, person too that gives you your back your hair tie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, mm, I should give it back. But then I was like, I haven't talked to Hannah in a year. She's going to be that weird. Um, like, where am I going to get you're, her You're okay to keep it. Absolutely. <laughs> you can but have I've it. I've never gone back. Like, I literally yeah. I appreciate that. But I've never, ever gone back. Like, I started it because of you and then like mm-hmm. it's just so much better because like nothing gets so erased much. until you need to erase it and my um like my calendar that I have it's a two-week view and so mm-hmm. and it's like a whiteboard material and so then like whenever I would use regular dry erase markers get messed up but then like and it's like the desk one so things are always on top of it mm. and so I was like Hannah taught me and to she use, did yeah. she taught it to me I don't even remember the yeah. setting like the reason that well I think it was because I we used to laminate you know groups. Oh, oh, I don't know. Okay. But we used to laminate everything. And I would hate mm-hmm. when I would do like a laminated paper and then you would use a um, whiteboard marker and it would just mm-hmm. smear. It would never go away. Mm-hmm. But with wet erase, everything goes away. It's yeah, amazing. It just needs to be, yeah, it just needs needs to be wet. wet for it to yeah. erase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it dries off. Um, that's a great tip. Oh, you're Thanks. so welcome. That's groundbreaking. I appreciate it. I... Low key. That's groundbreaking. <laughs> that is groundbreaking. High key, actually. Um, okay. Um, my fourth one is during an MBS, when you're doing mm-hmm. AP view to look at fragile constriction, I got this from Kelsey Day. Wonderful advice. You have the patient tilt their chin slightly up and raised, like they're looking at the ceiling. They don't have to look all the way up, but slightly up so you can see the pharynx groundbreaking so like you look well well, you can't well when you see it and on during fluoro of course but you can because basically their mandible when you have Mm -hmm. them look straight during an mbs Mm -hmm. their mandible majority of the time gets in the way so you can't see their pharynx but when Mm -hmm. you tilt the tilt it slightly up you can see their pharynx kind of um kind of come together so do you, you can do that like for just a like a different position the whole time? I mean, I'm probably asking really dumb questions, but I've never done it. <laughs> MBS. Okay. So, so like, yeah, are you it, just like every time? So no, for MBS IMP, you do in lateral view and then at the end you'll do AP view to look at the pharynx and then you do esophageal visualization. Okay. So during all – I highly recommend that you should be looking at all views, lateral and AP. Right, right, um, yeah. So lateral for the first – I think it's like – for I don't know how many trials I do in lateral, but at the end you want to look at a you turn the patient around, um, and then you look at AP, and then you give nectar or mildly thick, and then pudding to see. The okay, so constriction. when do you do the chin up? During the AP view. Okay. Yeah. That's so good. so if you if you yeah. um if you do if it, I get the chance. Yeah, tilt your chin. I really. Tell the patient, I've like slightly up. I really want to like get MBS trained. I saw that um, Northern Speech Northern Speech there therapy services mm-hmm. has like an um a pediatrics one now and yeah. i just like i want i would it. totally love that i would love that um okay what's your fifth one okay so this one might also be groundbreaking probably not probably when i discovered it it was groundbreaking for everyone but it's been years since um okay so on your phone you know how you could do acronyms and then like 
like if you type omw mm-hmm. it'll say like on my way exclamation point right 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 okay yeah, yeah. so when i started doing telehealth and covid i i discovered like if you like do like let's say dot zoom and then mm-hmm. like you paste like the zoom invite on you know it's like the acronym and then the yeah and then you just paste it you could like whenever i would text my um my clients like to you know for this invite i just say like dot zoom and it fills uh-huh. it automatically and like obviously you could do this for a lot of things like you could do this Ooh. for like um single session therapy sst or something like that yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. definitely not the best acronym to use for single <laughs> session therapy but anyways like you could do um you know just so many different things and honestly it yeah. sounds super mediocre but it was just one of those things that like literally saved me just makes so your life much easier. time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. and like I even had like I think I had like dot strategies for speech like dot strategies speech and then like it would list out the strategies and then I'd erase them and adjust as needed but like for the most part like I wouldn't have to retype I even had like dot assessments feeding Wait. and like then so it's like I dot used, phrases like, but like where how do you get these dot phrases yeah, they're exactly like dot phrases. Sorry, I forget that those are called dot phrases. Um, you so you the way that you do it on your phone is you go to wherever mm-hmm. the acronyms are. I was actually oh, just like, going I see through what my you mean. Do you see what I mean? I see what you like, mean. So it's on your. It's you like make dot. your own. Wow, that's amazing. And the reason I do dot is so like whenever I type like, oh, I'll see you on Zoom. It doesn't like type in the whole. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, right, like, right, right, right. So it has to be dot. You can also. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really helpful. You can also get a Google extension on your uh-huh. laptop and then you could do this like the same thing. And it's I think it's honestly like it saved me so much time because like right. whenever I always like whenever I'm going to do a feeding assessment, I always tell the parents like a little blurb about like, you know, what what to expect and all that and the consistencies I'm going to test and all like all that different, you know, that great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, And then like I'll adjust it as needed. Um, So I found like just doing like dot feeding assessment intro. And then, I didn't like, know those things. It's just, basically dot phrases. I use dot phrases all the time. If you're in the medical mm-hmm. setting, ask mm-hmm. your ask if your EMR has dot phrases. Cuts my time in half. Yeah, love dot phrases. Great, great advice. Yeah. I didn't know that you can do that on your phone or in your mm-hmm. laptop. Um, Ten recommend. That's my last one. Go 100%. ahead. What's yours? Oh wait, I have six. Did you say six already? Um, two, four. Just kidding. I can't count. That was five. Okay, because um, this is my fifth one. Hmm. Okay, so my fifth one is oral care. First of all, you should everyone should be doing oral care. It's very important. Decreases your risk of getting or decreases patients' risk of getting pneumonia. Um, I my quick tip is to do oral care with a suction toothbrush. I don't know if you've seen these; they're in your ICU. Have you seen them? Yeah, I got to use one. Oh I yeah, they're so awesome. Childish. I've always like had access to them, but for yeah. some reason, like I've never used them. But then I oh. I did with mm-hmm. my um. They're amazing. I actually will link down below. There's an SLP who wrote this wonderful um, blog about oral care and it lists a bunch of research and actually like puts um, step-by-step on how to do adequate oral care. It's amazing. I'll link it down below. I'm going to actually send it to the nursing supervisors um, and have them post it on their wall so the nursing staffs can complete oral care by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, it, she talks about in this um, blog about suction toothbrush. And so I found them on our floors or in the ICU. And I told the nursing staff, I was like, you need to have this on every single floor, like ASAP. Um, mm-hmm. They are amazing. I used it and it's great. 100% recommend. They're um, so good. So Is your good. hospital okay. really good about like getting things that you ask for? When I was um, doing my clinical fellowship, they were so good. Like they were using the powder thickener and I was like, you guys need to get the 
the gel. The Simply thickener. Thick. And yeah. yeah, the Simply Thick. And they were like, okay. And well, they asked me why. And I told them. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay. And then like it was there oh. within two weeks. That's crazy. That's really good. Um, mm-hmm. They are decent if it's accessible to them like yeah we can um but if i wanted a new new like tool that has to go through a process that Mm -hmm. was pretty easy because they already had it in supply they just Mm -hmm. need to put it in different locations Mm -hmm. um it can be it can be iffy Mm -hmm. um but i got verabarbarium for us that was super simple to Mm -hmm. implement oh my gosh it was so easy and like it's the slp before me was like bashing them and they're like yeah we don't we use like powder and it's disgusting it's the easy pack and i was like well have you asked and then mm-hmm. she Sometimes never you just need to ask. yeah you just got and then i just asked and they're like oh yeah we can do order it it's amazing mm-hmm. okay what's your yeah, last tip, i always oh sorry oh, i was just gonna say i always say like the worst thing that can happen is you're gonna get yeah. to it now that's what Absolutely. i tell myself because i'm the person who used to not ask out of fear mm. and like I would miss out on so many opportunities. I would like mess up a lot of things. So mm. I always ask them. Always okay. Ask. So my last tip is I only had five. <laughs> okay. Wait. <laughs> so you Let counted wrong. For a second. No, no. It's, I definitely okay. counted wrong. Let me think. You um, want me to tell you mine? Ooh. I oh, have one, yeah, but yeah. it's like an SLP wreck almost. Oh, maybe just save it for your SLP hit. Mm. If you don't have a hit today. Okay, I'll save it then. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have another. <laughs> okay, my last one, um, and I actually was watching. I don't. This girl popped up on my on my YouTube page, but it was like she was an SLP working in the medical field, and so it was actually her tip. Um, but I've been utilizing it. But it's taking the elevator. We, I feel like, are told to always take the stairs, like go up the stairs, like it's better for your health, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, girl, you just need a break to think. Sometimes you need to send a text to somebody. Sometimes you just need to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like, and I've been implementing this more. Our hospital is really small, but sometimes I just need a break to pray about my next session or pray about if I'm making the right clinical decision. Mm-hmm. And it's a great, I find so much like in those couple, like a minute, just going up the elevator is just, if you just take a breather, you just need it. So don't feel stressed to always take the stairs. Take the elevator. It reminds me. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, that's it. That's um, it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It reminds me of like when you put your kid in the car and then you close the door and like those three seconds where you walk around to your side of the car mm-hmm. to get in. It's just like pure bliss and like yeah. the best therapy that you could ever ask for. Um, mm-hmm, it's just right. like remind me of that. But um, yeah, I think in the hospital I'm at right now, I definitely take the elevator. Um, but the other one was smaller, a smaller hospital. So I just used to like take the stairs. And honestly, it was the only workout I used to get. So it was like, <laughs> I needed it. It was worth it for you. Yeah, right, right, right. It was worth it. Yeah. But if you have a, I mean, if you are stressed, just it's okay. Don't feel guilty for taking the elevator. That's what I thought. I thought it was a wonderful tip. And I was like, oh, I'm going to utilize it and share it with you guys. Um, but yeah, those are my tips today. Great tips, Marom. I loved them. Thanks. You too. Your tips were really good. Okay, so now we are going into our SLP hit or miss of the week. Hannah, do you have a hit or a miss? Uh, I'm going on a streak again. I am. I have an SLP miss. I have oh a big miss. Yeah, what? I have a big miss. So this has been going on, um, and this is this has been going on. What was I going to say? It's um, been impacting my emotional state on why I've been so sad recently. So a couple week or a week or two ago. Um, when we did it, we ha- when you had COVID, our swallow study chart, our MBS chart was broken for about a week. Mm. And so it 
it hindered my ability to do my job accurately. And I was, Mm. a lot of the doctors were upset, not at me, of course, but at, you know, the chair was broken. um, And it took a really long time to fix it. And it was like, it was like, I felt like it was the dumbest thing. It was so dumb. Like we can't do swallow studies and provide this care because our chair is broken. Really? Like, and my doc, the doctor, the pulmonologist, like that's the reason why. And I was like, I know, right? Like, we could figure this out, guys. Like, this this chair's broken. Like, we just need to lift it up somehow. (laughs) But that's been annoying. And then today, my patient has been nothing or NPO or nothing by mouth for the past, like, five days because of scheduling. And we unfortunately can't do the swallow study or the MBS. And it was frustrating because I can't do my job accurately. I can't provide an accurate diet. And the doctor's are like, you need the swallow study, which I love. They were like advocating for the swallow study before PO um, because the patient's at high risk for dysphagia. And I was so frustrated today. I left work and I was just like, I I was helpless and I felt so bad for this patient. Um, and she was understanding too. She like, she was like, absolutely. I want to wait. I want to be safe. She was having such a hard time breathing. Her respiratory rate was like at 45 on a teaspoon of water. And she was like, I don't want to try anymore. I'm not going down a hill. She was having a flare up with her dysphagia um, because she has neuromuscular disease or neuromuscular disorder or weakness, sorry, neuromuscular weakness. And so she was just really like um, scared and afraid. And I was like, absolutely, I get it. But I was just, I felt useless and it was sad and it's been really hard to do my job recently. Yeah, that that's my miss. Yeah. You know what's crazy is I'm pretty sure that we our chair was also broken. I think it's this new the chair. Last, I don't know. The same week. The same that's... week. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I wasn't Do you there, have a tan but... chair? Do you know what your chair looks I've like? I've seen it. I've oh, seen okay. Because I feel like this chair actually has been going around because I've asked different hospitals and they use – um. The hospital that I used to when I was um, interning at, their chair recently broke too. And I was like, I feel like we got the same chair. Something's wrong here. <laughs> Maybe. I just remember like literally the same conversation. Like, oh, the chair's broken. And then just like waiting for it to get fixed was so difficult. And like, it's yeah. just like you said, like, it's such a like, it's like a silly thing. Like, it's such a silly the chair's thing. broken. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe we should just keep a backup at all times. I don't know. Like, that, we used <laughs> to have one and they threw it away. And I was like, why? They it threw it a, away. I'm pretty sure we couldn't find it anywhere. Like, they couldn't find it in storage. I couldn't find it in the basement. I was like, my, my supervisor even went to the basement. She was like, I couldn't see anything. It's not there. And I was like, oh, shoot. But yeah, I had to. It was just a horrible week and sad, and I'm not working enough because this chair has been broken. And we got it fixed, and they didn't tell me, and it was just a struggle. Oh, a struggle. they did get it fixed. That's good. They did, yeah, but now there's something else. It's like always something, um, mm-hmm. and it was just irritating. And so I reported it because I was really annoyed. Um, <sighs> but I reported it in sadness because I was like I wasn't trying to like – I, I only report things when I really feel like it's a patient care issue. Um, mm-hmm. And this was such a big – I mean, she's NPO for five days. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, we shouldn't keep mm-hmm. patients. That's not best practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just like, that should – and I even offered – I educated them. I was like, we could modify our diets. We could try something else. And the doctor was like, no, no, don't. And I was like, okay. Like, I'm not saying it. I'm de-saying it. I was like, say less. I mean, I'm not going to be mad about it. You're advocating for a small study. I'm not going to – I'm not going to say no, you know? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my SLP miss. What about oh. you, my friend? What do you got? Okay, so I have an SLP hit. Okay. Um, <laughs> make this podcast happy. <laughs> I'm going to make this podcast happy real quick. Um, dang it. Okay, so I have these pictures. I have these picture scenes that I love. Mm. And 
I honestly, I think I took like they were just like screenshots of like um, Pinterest posts, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Pinterest photos, um, and they're there. Can you see it? Mm-hmm. And they're just like little silly picture scenes where like there's like a snowman in the summer Ooh. and like they're in they're fully dressed in the pool and like there's a fish in the lemonade and like just like different things dancing hot dogs. This is like gold. I have four of them. Okay. This Where'd you get them from? Gold. Pinterest. Like I oh, screenshotted Pinterest. Okay. like around I think oh, I searched really? like I think I searched like silly pictures because I was like in grad and you just school, printed I them out to get a language sample. Yeah, and then I just like printed it out and laminated, laminated it. Wow, they look so good. Yeah, well, only two of them look so good. One of them, like you could tell, I screenshotted from. Oh, okay, but like I that was trying to great. find like if these were like by a speech therapist or something, so yeah, yeah, I right, can right, purchase right. them because like I want more of these. Yeah, but like the second I pull this out, the kid is talking. Like, oh my oh, goodness, awesome. there's like an even if they can't like verbalize, they'll like start pointing. They use their AAC like. And then they pick up on, like, some crazy things, like, um, for, like, inferencing, like, there's this little scooter with square wheels, and we talk about, like, what might happen if you had a scooter with square wheels, and he talks about, like, how you'll fall, you won't be able to move forward, like, it's just so, like, I love these so much, I never, like, get as good of a language sample when these aren't present, mm. um, and I just, I really, really love it, so that's my SLP hit, it that's worked really hit. good for me. You know, you've been talking a lot about pediatrics, and this is the only time that I actually miss pediatrics (laughs) when you talk about it. I'm like, oh, wow, I should really brush up because I don't – I know nothing about peds anymore. I don't know anything about milestones. Don't ask me about communication. Don't ask – like, I know. I still know. I still know, like, you know, the gist, but, like, if you ask me It's just something you would have to brush up on. Yeah, right, right, right. I would have to brush up on therapy. I felt like – last time I was with a child, I was like, you're talking. What do I do? Like, do we communicate? <laughs> like, like, can you hear uh, me? <laughs> literally, I'm so awkward around kids now. It's in- it's literally insane. That's so funny. I love yeah. like I love working with the kids. I love everything that I do right now. Like, I love the hospital. I love the like You're I love it diverse. all. But honestly, awesome. I like yeah, and that's something that I like to do. Like, I really like to be diverse in my populations. But I love working with the kids. And there's just something today. I saw a kid for the first time, um, and we were like playing and Mm -hmm. he was just like kind of he was into playing with me but then for some reason like it switched off I don't Mm. know and so like he only wanted to play with mom and grandma and that's fine like that happens like I'm not offended like that go (laughs) like that's fine um and so like I was just like it was a really good coaching Mm -hmm. opportunity for the family and so um but he like kept like side-eyeing me like severe side-eyeing me and like mom and grandma were like no you have to be polite blah blah and I was like no right, no right, like right. stranger danger is perfectly normal yeah. like this is our first session. we just met I had yeah but I had so much fun with him like oh, at this God. age like they are just so cute and they're just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it like I do like this little thing where I feed the puppet mini objects from speech tree co mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I have the puppet swallow it and it looks it looks like the puppet really swallowed it, but obviously the puppet did not swallow it. And so, like, they're just, like, start looking for the food. And the first yeah. time, like, it's insane to them. They're like, oh, wow. And they're looking. And then they'll, like, I can get so many, like, elicitations from that. Like, they'll start to say eat or sign eat or, like, more. And, like, they'll just give me all this, like, communication because they, like, they love this activity and they just want more of it. And I lost the puppet, of course. But I've been using, like, the alligator dentist. Alligator I swear dentist. you've talked about this puppet, like, so many times. I'm sure I have. I just I don't know where it went like somewhere between like when I took my maternity leave and now like it it used to live in my car like it was maybe it's in my trunk because it just like it used to live in my car do you remember oh I think this is your first wreck it was like 
the bear in the log. Do yeah, you know that's the puppet. Okay. Yeah. Tell, you know Miss Rachel? Is her name Miss Rachel? Like she's super popular yeah. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. was using it in one of her videos. Okay. I was watching Miss Rachel, not because I was watching it. It was a, I was with a baby and they were watching it. And it Hannah was like loves she had <laughs> I didn't know she was a thing. And she, Did and you know my she's friend, a hot topic? Like positive or like negative? The speech therapy. Like some speech therapists love her and some don't. Really? Like I didn't know that there was What's I didn't know take no, anybody didn't like her. her. Um, I think with the people that I've seen who didn't like her, it was like that she's screen time. Honestly, that was Uh, the argument. Okay, well, I mean, but like, um, but like, I don't know, like how common that is. But like, I've seen a couple people on Facebook. My friend said that the reason why her baby started saying "mama" was because of Miss Rachel, and I was like, I was like, really? I was like, okay, she swears, okay, by Miss Rachel, probably, yeah, it could be. But she had the puppet in the bear, and I was looking at the screen. I was like, wait, "Wait, my puppet? Yeah, the same one you use." And I was like, "Wait, Murad uses that?" I was like, "No way!" I guess she has a speech therapist on her team. She has like a team of professionals, and one of them is a speech therapist. Yeah, but she maybe heard your rap. Maybe I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't have anything against. She heard us on the podcast. (laughs) She heard us. Actually, Hannah, we have been like. Our listeners have been tuning in and like our numbers are just going up. Okay, so shout crazy. out to Kat though. Yeah, Kat's episode Kat. was so crazy. Thank like the amount of listening. people that tuned in, I really like need to text her because like that was, I just don't want to make her anxious. But like, and then like internationally, like it just blows my mind. Like when That's I see different wonderful. countries popping up, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. the guys, like every time I'm like, we oh, got to raise really, my, our like, social media this? account. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maram. Yeah. <laughs> I know, media needs I know. to get better. <laughs> I really need cough, to cough. work on it. And the thing is, like, I love doing social media. It's just like I need to make it Sit a part down, of my yeah. routine, and I need to make it like a day I designated just for it. Hundred <laughs> percent. You're like, yeah, yeah. we've been saying we've this. been <laughs> we've been a little dry on our Instagram um, page. Yeah, I know. So. I think like the last thing was like episode ten. <laughs> and we're now on like episode eighteen. <laughs> um, I'm um, so sorry. No, you're good. Okay. But yeah, just, we need don't to don't be sorry. Increase. Just do better. Okay, that was me, guys. Imagine. That was Hannah. That was me saying that to myself. Imagine if I said that to you, do better. <laughs> just be, just do your best. Think just for yourself, better. bro. Think for yourself. It's so hard. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, that ends this episode. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful episode of Communication Corner. Reach out to us, guys, and reach out to our socials on Communication Corner Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and then, of course, our Gmail at gmail.com. So, and when you do reach out to us, because I know you will, tell us your crazy SOP insanity stories that you or a friend or a colleague or whoever have experienced and share your SOP quick tips um, with us. We always want to learn new ideas to put in our toolbox. As always, thank you so much for your support. Stay happy and healthy, guys. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Great job. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that went pretty good. <laughs>